This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The Minutiaman Celebrity Interview is up next. But first, take a listen to this other fine OPI show. I'm Kimmy. I'm Tommy. And I'm Sam. And on this week's episode of And Friends, we go to the Thunderdome. And discussing the backdoor fun zone. Well, say it with a little bit of livelihood in it. Don't, don't check out of it. Don't bail on it. I don't, because it just sounds so stupid. I hate that one. Then do a different that, line, That was Kimmy. so bad. I hated that bit. I told you. Do a different line. No, I try, because you want to have fun in it. I don't want fun in it. Kimmy, I hate this whole show. I bring the energy. Hey, I brought the energy to the show. I hate doing these promos. Uh, how do you think I feel? Listen to and Friends on Spotify. Oh, Pi Show. Com. Or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is the Minutia Man Celebrity Interview with Rick and Dave. This week's guest, uh, Dave, is making a return visit. Uh, he's an author of many, many books, mostly science fiction, military fiction. If you go to his website, MikeCole.com, that's M-Y-K-E, Cole.com. You can see all the books there, including a trilogy of trilogies, which I think is kind of a, a good way to do is it. Is that nine? Mike, is that nine then? A trilogy of trilogy would be nine. Or be... Yeah, that's nine. Yeah, it's yeah. nine. And uh, I think my total in September when my next one comes out, I'll be up to 12. Wow. Wow. So and you also... Go ahead. We're up to two. T- we're up to two TV shows now, too. Yeah, well, I was just going to mention that you're you're uh, was on the on Contact, also the show Hunted on CBS, uh, and 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 we are having you on because you're also an expert. As if you don't have enough credentials, you're also an expert on uh, cyber. Uh, problems. That's what malfeasance. <laughs> what, what's what's the word for it now? What are you what are you calling yourself? Uh, I, I, I call myself an intelligence officer and a criminal investigator. Okay. Uh, I, I cut my teeth doing um, cyber warfare uh, for the government um, and cyber intelligence for the government. But a lot of us, you sort of have a, a decision to make when you get into your 40s. Are you going to stick with the government for the pension? Or are you going to sell out to the private sector? Um, but I actually think that in the private sector where I currently am, I actually do a lot more good than I ever did in the government. I get to really stop bad guys in a way I never could when I was working for intelligence agencies. And and, you're, and girls, he's also a fireman. So, uh, you know, it's just a, it's an embarrassment yeah. of riches. Let's be honest. What what Are you on a fireman's calendar? Are you in a hunky calendar, <laughs> no. fireman calendar by any chance that no, we can God. connect our listeners Next to? time we talk to him, it'll be in the middle of some sort of a modeling session. But, Mike, the last time we had you on, you, uh, you were worried about that something sketchy was going to happen in the counting of the election votes. I believe your exact <laughs> words were, we're fucked. Um, the question is... Did it go better than you thought or, uh, you know, is is Trump correct that the the whole thing was all rigged and and we should disregard the results? Trump is not correct. This is super important, super important for your listeners to hear. Um, I was absolutely wrong. Um, The I was I was not wrong that Russia attempted to influence the election. I was wrong in my belief that they would have direct action on targets in terms of impacting vote counts and things like that and i have never been happier to be wrong 
in my life. Where I was not wrong was the influence operations, that Russian money and uh, Russian influence, uh, certainly in social media and in American political culture and organizations, greatly influenced uh, how the election went and certainly contributed directly to the chaos and the violence that we saw on January 6th when the Capitol was stormed. And that, while that isn't hacking, right? Yeah. It certainly is cyber enabled because what what Russia has done so incredibly effectively is pulled off what we call IO, information operations, influence operations. And they've done this expertly expertly through the use of bots. They've done this expertly through the use of tricking legitimate journalists to write articles for, for fraudulent publications so that they can add legitimacy to it. I mean, there really is, I will say this, if there is a you know, organization of the year that should get a medal for sure competence, it's the Russian SVR and FSB you know, they absolutely are, did great. They ran rings around us. We won, we beat them. Uh, we elected the right person and we, uh, we had a free and fair election, but it was really, um, it certainly wasn't due to any lack of competence and intent on the part of Russia. Do they have like an award ceremony? <laughs> I, I, I'm just thinking that, you know, the Russians get together and they've got the big presentation and they have the nice buffet and they give themselves awards for being yeah. so good at what they're doing. The bottle of vodka. You know, <laughs> you know like my hat's off to them. I, I want to tweet at the, the Russian Ministry of Foreign Affairs. It wouldn't be a good career move to do it and just say, well done. But what I do hope is happening, and I, and I mean this, is that so every American intelligence agency has a CI counterintelligence unit whose job it is to stop crap like this from happening. It's all CI people do. And there are, I, I don't know how many agencies in the intelligence community now. I think we're up to 17. Um, but I certainly hope that whoever the new director of national intelligence under Biden is, will come in there and every head of CI and every organization should be in their office. You explain to me how you fuck this up. Uh, am I allowed to curse on this show? Yeah. Bring okay. it. Uh, yeah. Bring it. Yeah. You, you explain to me, you explain to me how you manage because, because this is the truth is that Russia ate our lunch. This, you know, these last four years and frankly, even longer have been, you know, just this legacy of U S intelligence failure to, enact effective counterintelligence action to prevent Russia from doing what they've done. We've had a foreign country reach into our election apparatus, our political apparatus, in some ways even our social apparatus and manipulate it in plain sight. Yeah. And uh, and we couldn't do a thing about it. And that is terrifying. So while I'm glad to have been wrong and I think we had a free and fair election, we definitely have a lot of work to do to make yeah. sure that because this threat still exists and it's still ongoing. Well, we, right before we went on the air, uh, you talked a little bit about solar winds and the and the crazy attack, the cyber attack. What, what was it in? I don't know, when was it? November? I don't know. When when did it come to light? I well, can't I mean, the truth, the truth is we don't know. It came to light. It exploded last month. But the but in terms of how long those attackers have been on target. I mean, that's a question that we're still trying to get answered. Um, and even and even what the exact attack vector was and what the artifacts of the attack are and how and, you know, how do you remedy a network that has been breached by by this particular attack without burning it all the way to the ground? You know, you know, this is the problem when you're a network defender is that you can think you can think, all right, you know, we've, we've done all these steps, but you there, you know, there could be processes or malware or other artifacts still there. And one of the things is that a lot of the threat actors involved in this um, 
the attributed actor for solar winds is an actor called cozy bear which you can google um and that's uh supposedly associated with the russian svr which is their cia um there i just want to i do want to say there are people in the community who dispute that attribution but that seems to be the commonly accepted one one of the things that cozy bear is known to do is 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 come back to the party like you know you kick them off a network and they're, and they're like all right and then they're back a week later so you know it, it may be years before we can feel confident that we're out of the woods on this one i know in in the world of computers a couple months seems like a long time but uh you know this may be uh kind of like the it version of COVID. oh fantastic, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> mr feelgood mike we're talking to mr feelgood mike gold thanks for being uh, on the show hey, listen you know one of the things one of the difficult things we face uh and and i think this is the uh, problem that's bigger than all this other stuff we talk about and that is just disinformation disinformation on the internet the lack of common truth it's hard to resolve any issues when you can't even agree what the issues are or what is true and what is not true. I was watching uh, Tucker Carlson last night. Actually, <laughs> I was called to check it out because uh, I normally don't watch him. But I was about to say that like you, yeah. you walk away from that show like oh. 20, 20% of your brain power. Jeez. Oh, it hurts. <laughs> it actually hurts you. But he, he was saying that the lie you know, about the election, that's not the problem. The problem is silencing people <laughs> who want to tell the lie. Yeah, he's <laughs> that's he's the like, problem. Like Carlson, Carlson, and all of the, the Fox News in general, and all these people. And look, you know, I, I am certainly to the left, but I'm not some screaming squad progressive. Like You're a I'm fireman, not, right? Exactly right. <laughs> like I hang around with cops and firefighters, like everyone. Uh, since last we talked, I've moved. From, I left New York City. I'm up in the Hudson Valley. It is solid red out here, man. It is yeah. Trump country. And it's been really good for me because one of the problems we have in this country now, and I am I voted for Biden. I am extremely, you know, pro social justice issues. Um, but I am not pro hating my fellow Americans. No. And I am not yeah. pro calling every Trump voter a racist. And I am not pro, you know, that, you know, Biden's message of national unity is a good one. So I want to make that clear. I'm not some screaming left winger, but I still look at Tucker Carlson and Fox News and Turning Point USA and the NRA. These are russian influenced organizations that are that whose goal is to destabilize the united states to bring uh malicious actors to power you know whether even if you're a principled republican good for you but you can't look at donald trump and that and that community you cannot look at the rioters who broke into the capitol and see that as in any way a political movement that is 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 based on an ideology it's not it's it's just naked destruction and that's what carlson is a voice of and i do want to say this you nailed it the issue is disinformation you know people i don't know if i've said this to you before if i'm repeating myself forgive me because i say it a lot people always ask me you know what is the cyber 911 you know you're what do you know what's the big thing coming that in cyber that's going to wreck everything and I'm go, I go you're in it you're living in it yeah the the the, the cyber 911 is that what a fact is what truth is has been completely destroyed and it's been destroyed and I blame obviously part of this you know because um, Kellyanne Conway gave us the wonderful term alternative facts <laughs> right. and the, the Trump administration and the people on the right right they they just lied all the time in the most brazen way so of course 
the right bears a lot more blame, but the left too. And part of it is, is Twitter culture and call out culture and, and the, the, and the, the, the screaming left, like reading a headline and then going after someone. Um, and that's, you know, that, that helps create this environment where the truth doesn't matter. What matters is who is the first to start yelling and who gets the most likes and retweets for yelling the loudest. And it's one of the reasons why I love, um, I love the fact that I've gotten away from social media and started firefighting because when you're firefighting, you're actually doing something and you're doing something at risk to yourself as opposed to yelling on Twitter where you're not really doing anything and mostly you're yelling to people who already agree with you (laughs) and the end result of it is you know you're you're producing more words as opposed to producing an action so it's really good to help focus me on what's important you know you just mentioned um social media obviously do you think twitter and facebook did they do the right thing by banning trump now I, i actually teach a social media class um and my undergraduate students that we really are having great discussions about it. And I'm surprised that there is a pretty significant, um, I wouldn't call them conservative students per se, but definitely they, you know, you think of a college environment, especially here in Chicago, that you're thinking they're all going to be liberals, excuse me, liberals. But I, I, I am, like I said, surprised at kind of a conservative f- flavor at least. But do you think Twitter and Facebook did the right thing by, by silencing Trump? Yes, absolutely. Um, and the reason, I mean, I certainly see their argument. It is absolutely, mm-hmm. he, he was censored. Um, and also Twitter does not, Twitter and Facebook, all of them, they ignored their own terms of service. Trump had committed bannable offenses, you yeah. know, for years yeah. and they ignored it, right? Yeah. And now they're doing it, because, right? So so that, that, that accusation of inconsistency is absolutely accurate. But also... Free speech refers to the government, not a private company, mm-hmm, but the yeah. government stopping you from, um, you know, speaking your mind and and gives you and has legal penalties. A private company has the right to deny you access to their platform for any reason or no reason. They don't have yeah. to be fair. Um, they're a private concern. So that argument there exists too. Now you can say that Facebook or Twitter is are now so big and so part important part of the public discourse that they need to function like a utility and and be regulated by the government and that's a good argument but we're not there yet but, you know if if your argument is that that you know this is an important public forum and people can't be censored on it without you know just cause well then what your real argument is is the government needs to step in and regulate big tech and i'll be honest i think that's where we're headed anyway yeah i think so yeah. too and you know yeah, the, the, the funny the funny thing is with uh trump being taken off uh they did a an analysis who knows who did this analysis but uh that the misinformation on twitter went down like 70 percent almost overnight I mean, i mean look i am totally for it uh and i i really think that there is a tremendous, tremendous amount of misinformation on Twitter. But let me just say this also. We as as a public have a responsibility. One of the things I, I really dislike about Twitter culture and social media culture in general is that it really isn't, God, I'm going to sound like a Republican here. It really abdicates personal responsibility. If you take a headline, and I'm guilty of this myself, I read some headline, I don't read the article, and I make some stinging, snarky comment off of it for likes and retweets. Well, I'm now part of the problem. I have not been responsible 
And I do think that we're going to need a, a shift in culture. We as a country have to get better about how we use social media. No amount of regulation is going to be able to fix that. Uh, we have to, and I, and I also think we can engage in that cultural shift where people get used to, you know, when you see an article or you see a tweet, I'm not going to say anything about that yet. I'm going to, you know, Google around and read right. about that. Mm-hmm. See what, you know, and oftentimes, and this is another unfortunate thing, is that the mainstream press, even very reputable publications, you have the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, the Washington Post, I will see these headlines and then I will read the article and the article don't match the headline. <laughs> I know. Well, they're written by two different people, right? (laughs) Yeah, there's a headline writer and then there's the editorial writer. Right, and then you say to yourself, well, what the heck just happened here? And the answer is social media happened, is that the culture in press rooms has changed. And that, um, that, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're, Reporters and editors are not immune to the same influence. Like this headline's going to get the clicks. This right. headline's going to yeah. get the likes and retweets. You know, and then if somebody yells at us, well, we can say that's not what we said. The article's different. So this is what I mean. I think that the, the, we, as consumers of social media, we're going to have to slow down and change, and that's going to be hard. Cultural changes are always hard, but it, it is needed. So, what are the things that are happening in the cyber world that keep you up at night that we don't even know about yet? Are there things? You know what? Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. (laughs) (laughs) So, this is gonna. This puts everybody to sleep. Uh, You know, the things that I worry about in cyber um, are are not exciting. Um, The two biggest problems I think that we have in network defense globally are uh, asset management (laughs) and policy and user education. So by asset management, I mean knowing what's on your network. Like, um, you know, if if I'm an AT&T or a, I don't know, Microsoft, can I turn around and tell you every single computer that's on my network, what version of every single application it's running, you know, every microprocessor enabled device, every router, every switch, every firewall, what firmware revision is it up to, you know, what extensions or modules does it have? And the answer is almost always no. Well, if you don't know what's on your network and you don't know what versions it's on, then how do you know where you're vulnerable? And asset management is this incredibly boring, meticulous, expensive, annoying job. And so nobody wants to do it. They want to go out there and, you know, throw a million dollars at, at, at uh, you know, dark matter or these fancy mm-hmm. um you know, cyber threat intelligence defense, because that sounds cool and it's sexy and exciting. Nobody wants to do the scut work of like figuring out what's on your network. And the other thing is policy and user education, um, which is that like, you know, most most of these attacks where people are getting in, in serious trouble and we're never going to penetrate it's because somebody opened a phishing email. Right. You know, and like. So what, what do we need to do? We need to be training our employees not to click on phishing emails. And that's, again, it's boring. It's not interesting. And we also have to have policies, you know, that if you, I don't know, if you, if you click on, you know, we're going to send training phishing emails around. And if you fail and you don't fail to spot three of them, well, then you have to come in on a Saturday and do remedial training. And that way your employees are on notice and they are, you know, paying attention and that kind of stuff, again, it's boring. It doesn't make good newspaper articles. But the, our failure to do that, right, that leaves us open to the enemy. Um, and that, and every time I look at the industry and I look what people are doing, they're getting excited about tooling. They're getting excited about MITRE attack framework. They're getting excited about all of this sexy-sounding stuff that helps 
but doesn't get at the meat of the problem. Sounds like you got a new trilogy. So the Nigerian prince that I just sent 300 bucks to, are you telling me that's not a, I, I'm getting hosed here? Is that what you're telling me? I'm telling you that, that you just made, you know, the, the thing is like, good for you to send that, those 300 bucks because that's some, you know, poor kid in Nigeria who really needs money working out of an internet cafe. So God bless him. Uh, um, so what do you, I mean, you're, 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 as Rick mentioned, you've got books, you've got TV shows, you're a fireman, you're fighting crime. Tell us more. What else do you got going? Are you, uh, you know, are you so the, building the, model air, you know, surgery, railroad performing surgery? No, no, no. The <laughs> yeah. big new thing, the big new thing, and it's funny, I, this is why I love talking to you guys, is it sounds so exciting when you say it. You know, for me, I'm just like, uh, it's just like, uh, you know, lots of people do this stuff. No, the, the big new thing is, so COVID has basically crush new york city i new york city will yeah. absolutely bounce back every new yorker is going to tell me anytime you tell a new yorker that new york's in trouble they all get mad at you it's right like some loyalty yeah. test but yeah new york is screwed um and it's going to be screwed i think it's going to absolutely bounce back but it's going to take three or five years for it to come back all of these cool restaurants have closed all the things that make living in new york great right you know i kind of suck right now so so i left um i uh i got an old falling down house up in the Hudson Valley. And when I say falling down, I mean really falling down. And uh, as I'm, I'm in what's called the discovery phase of fixing it up. So every time I rip off a panel or like. <laughs> oh my God, you're fixing your own house too? <laughs> it's awful. It's oh so much my work. God. And it's just like every time I rip something down, I'm like, well, that's going to be another five grand. I just. Um, <laughs> yep. I tried wow. To- well, unless you think I'm any good at it. I tried to fix my gas fireplace and blew myself up twice. But luckily so you're like, a fireman. So, I mean. <laughs> I kept thinking, I kept thinking I'm going to be so embarrassed that the fire company has to come bail me out because I just set my own house on fire trying to fix this gas fireplace. So Hold that thought. We have to take a break. Minutia Man Celebrity Interview will be right back. This is the Stick to Everything podcast with Larry Hawley. And Paul M. Bank. In our latest episode, we talk about things that we've picked up during the COVID-19 pandemic. And no, not the virus. I talk about my new passion for cooking and how I plan to take my cooking skills to another level in 2021. I talk about meditation and my passion for beer. You'll get it when you listen to it, so be sure to tune in. Stick to Everything. We hope you enjoy and we hope you tune in. Listen to Stick to Everything podcast with Larry Hawley and Paul M. Banks on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts, just search for Radio Misfits. On this week's Minutia Man with Rick and Dave, Hitler's Toilet Seat, a U.S. toddler releases an album, Best Florida Tattoo Ever, and my brush with movie star Oscar winner Michael Douglas. All that in unlimited tangents on Minutia Man. Listen to Minutia Man on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. Okay, back to our guest on Minutia Men's Celebrity Interview. Rick and I always talk about the embarrassing ways to die. And, like, Rick would somehow choke on a microphone or something, like the yeah. head cover of a microphone well, or something. That's our biggest fear, know? is dying in, in an embarrassing way. Because, you know, everything that you've done before that, no one remembers. Like, the, the lead singer of the Yardbirds, 
is dead because he tried to play an electric guitar in a bathtub. Right? You know, no one says, <laughs> oh hey, God. let's talk about those great songs. Like, oh, you mean the guy who electrocuted himself in the bathtub? Yeah. That guy? Yeah. Sparky? <laughs> you, we don't want that to be you, Mike. Take care oh, of yourself. Uh, Take care I, you know, of yourself. I always, I always feel bad laughing uh, when we're talking about a death. I don't know if you guys <laughs> listen to Dan Savage. Uh, on yeah. Savage Love yeah. is probably one of my favorite podcasts. I highly recommend your listeners listen to it. Um, it, it is a sex and romance podcast, but I will say this. Even if you have no interest in sex and romance, his view of the world and the sense of hope you feel from listening to all of these incredibly diverse people and realizing that, you know, uh, you know, however crazy I am, you know, there's there's, you know, all kinds in the world. And one of the wonderful things that he does is he just takes everybody seriously and his like sort of being compassionate to, you know, everybody from across the spectrum is just so wonderful. Um and, and hopeful. But one of the things he talked about was that it was proven that the guy who tased himself in the nuts and had a heart attack and died <laughs> storming the Capitol, that was proven to not be true. Yeah, I know. And, and, and Dan Savage's point is if if the people on the right can be 9-11 truthers and Obama birth truthers and believe that the election was rigged and all these really destructive points, then we on the left we can believe this guy tased himself in the ball. Yeah, it's the least he can do for us. Right? I also want to believe that the woman uh, that got trampled was carrying a "Don't Tread on Me" flag. That was true. That was true. There's photographs yeah. of that. There's photographs of that. All right. Seriously. Thank you for okay. being on the show, Mike. This it's always You're fun great, talking man. to you. We it's really always educational, it. and thanks for giving us more nightmares. Uh, <laughs> and if people want to follow you, uh, go to uh, Mike Cole M Y K. Yeah, but it's M- the fancy spelling. It's yeah. the M- It's the Maiki spelling. M Y K E. Cole. C O L E. Dot com. Is, right. is there yeah. any other where uh, that you want to uh, promote? You're obviously yeah, not. Th- that's your best bet. I don't. Okay. I'm not really on Twitter that often. Uh, I am. If people want to follow along my adventures as a firefighter, I'm also doing a lot of survival camping these days. You can. My, your best bet is Instagram. M Y K E. Underscore C O L E. God, I'm just a piece of crap. I'm gonna go make dinner for my family. That's my big project for the day. Did you hear the Did you hear the phone that was someone was calling me and it was the guy that you're gonna donate your kidney to? You gotta go. You're late. You gotta go and donate your kidney. You guys are good for my ego. I I really appreciate it. Like normally, I'm sitting around my house thinking, man, I. You know, I'm just this like you know crazy old dude in a falling down house in the middle of nowhere. No, that's us. That's all. <laughs> yeah, right. Thanks for being on the show. We really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah we'll we'll have you me. on again, man. We'll in, in six months or so when there's some other god awful civil war thing happening. We'll check. Uh, we'll back. give you a call and you can and you can cheer us up. Always, I would love it. Thanks, Mike. Uh, all right. Bye, Thanks, Thanks everyone. Bye. Well, that's it for this week's edition of the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Opie is hippo backwards. O-P-P-I-H shows.com. Distributed by Ed Silla, Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead. It's just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we will be back again next week with another edition of the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of OPI Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of OPI Productions. Tony, can you shut up? 
Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report Informed Automotive, we take a look back at the Chevy Monza. Plus, a basically brand new Cosworth Vega goes for big bucks. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Costable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. All right, Adam, what uh, country are you from? I am from England. What is the best soccer league in the entire world? The English Premier League. What is your day job? Director of coaching for Illinois Youth Soccer. So if you were, say, a fan of English Premier League and you wanted to hear the, the opinions of someone who is from England, who knows a lot of soccer, what podcast would you tell people they need to listen to? Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. And that's on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Free Kicks, a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. And our podcast is back to you. And for those that haven't listened, Steve, and there aren't many of those, how would you describe this program of ours? I'd say it's a little bit of this and a whole lot of that. It is. Hey, we'd like to welcome Larry and Paul, whose new podcast is Stick to Everything. Larry and Paul Stick to Everything. Larry Holly and Paul Banks, welcome to the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Indeed. And we would like to invite everybody to listen to Back to You for a little of this and a whole lot of that on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. Mm-hmm. <laughs>